There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to Security and Secure, the podcast where I say it's okay to not be okay. I'm Johnny Seafoot, and every week I'm joined by one very special guest. My guest this week, I don't know what to say because I'm going to end up crying very, very quickly. She's incredible. She's one of the most incredible, 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 incredible women that I've ever been lucky enough to meet. And I've met some amazing people in my career. And there's one person that just stands out for me. It was three years ago she wrote the book, The Tattooist of Auschwitz, telling the story of Lale Sokolov. And I've, I'm Jewish, and I've grown up in the education of the Holocaust throughout my whole life, from primary school to secondary school, university. I've met loads of survivors. I've interviewed lots of survivors. I made a documentary about the Holocaust, I've been to Poland twice. I've walked around Auschwitz twice. And I never understood what could have happened at Auschwitz until I read The Tattooist of Auschwitz. It's a heartbreaking book. Heartbreaking what people went through during that time. But there was also love. And there was also hope. And Lale, if you've read the book met an amazing girl called Gita whilst in the camp and it tells a story about how they had a relationship and they married afterwards and you know in the camp he picked her a flower they had a romantic relationship in the camp the second book Silka's Journey tells the story of Gita's friend Silka and Silka worked in the administration's office and what she went through in Auschwitz then last year a new book came out telling the story of how Lale's book came around and now this year the fourth book has been released it's called Three Sisters. Three Sisters tells the story of Sibby, Magda and Livia Mella. Three sisters. Who ended up in Auschwitz but ended up together. And the things they went through are just... You would never be able to put into words what they went through. And then they came out the other side. The three of them together, united, who had each other's back throughout the whole thing. And it's the most incredible book. And I've cried my eyes throughout reading it. And it's a hard read. It's a really hard read. And I just had to give the space for the author, Heather Morris, to come on. 
because she's amazing and I'm so grateful for her to tell these stories. I'm so grateful that, that she's allowing this education of what happened in the Holocaust. It never happens again. Heather loves this song called Andre Day, Rise Up. It's the most amazing, amazing, amazing song. It's all about power and hope. And I always listen to it. And I think of Heather every single time. And I'm going to stop babbling on because I just want to bring Heather into the conversation now. Heather, thank you so, so much for joining me on Security and Sky. I really appreciate it. Johnny, my absolute pleasure to be talking to you again. I just wish that we could be together. I do too. I mean, the first time I met you, I literally just fell into your arms and just cried i remember it's um you're amazing and ooh, compose compose right okay let's go let's talk about three sisters um mm -hmm. so three girls sibby magda and livia the three sisters they then moved to israel it was after you released tattoos of Auschwitz that libby's daughter-in-law pam got in contact with you what happened crazy johnny I was in South Africa. I was on a book tour there, and I read an email that came from Pam and her husband, Odie. Odie is the son of Livia. They wrote to me saying that they had picked up a copy of the Tattoos of Auschwitz from their home in Toronto and Canada and taken it to Israel when they went there to visit Odie's mum. Now, the cover Canada has is different to what you guys have. It's the same as the Australian it's just a black background, and there are two arms on it from the elbow down coming together and holding hands, and it has the tattooed number of Lully and Gita. If that cover hadn't been picked up as Canadians, I would never have got the story. It's, that is the twist of fate that has got me to talking to you today. Because when Odie left that book on his mother's coffee table the next morning, intending to go back and read it, his mother, 93-year-old Libby, walked past, glanced at the cover and said, that must be about Lully and Gita. And when Odie said, how could you possibly know that? And she said, look at the number on the arm of the girl. Now look at the number on my arm. It's three away. Your auntie Sibby's was two away. We went to school with Gita. We were on the train going to Auschwitz with Gita. We were standing in line with Gita to get numbered. When you get a, an email like that, even though it was 2 o'clock in the morning when I read it, there's no more sleep. A few days later, I had spoken to Livy. She'd said to me, I need to see you. I want to talk to you in person, not over the phone. But I left South Africa, and I did not fly home. I went straight from Johannesburg to Tel Aviv, into the apartment, into the arms of Livy and her family and Magda and her family, and Sibby's boys and their families. And I got this incredible story from all of these wonderful people. And Sibby, the third sister, died in 2015, aged 93. So it was just Magda and Livy who were there. Livy and Sibby mm -hmm. started Auschwitz together. They were there for three years from 1942, and Magda joined them for the final year in 1945. Um so you sat down with them and they told you their story. How did they tell it to you? Because I've interviewed survivors before and they just want to tell you everything and they just want to put it all out there. And obviously you're just learning about it and, you know, there's things there that are just a bit overwhelming for you. So how did you mentally compartmentalise what they were talking about? 
it was really weird because Louis didn't want to talk about herself. She asked me to come so she could talk to me about Lali and Gita. They had continued the girls to see Gita. Gita had come to Israel several times and stayed with Magda, and the girls had always caught up. And she thought she could just give me some wonderful stories about Lali and Gita. But in her talking about Gita and being in Auschwitz-Birkenau with her, I was hearing her and Sibby's story. And after about two or three days of just sitting with her, drinking this very, very strong Turkish coffee that she drinks, eating this wonderful food that she kept making and plying me with, I said to her that you have a story that needs to be written down. You need to find a ghostwriter to tell the story. And Pam and Odie were there because they were still visiting from Israel, up from Canada. And I think Pam or Odie said to me, have you been to Jerusalem? And I said, no. And they said, well, why don't you go tomorrow? I said, well, uh, no. How about I go next time I come? And they said, why? Why can't you go tomorrow? And I said, well, it's too far. I keep thinking about distances in terms of Australia. Everything's a long way away. And when they looked at me weird and said, what are you talking about? It's 40 minutes down the road. Uh, I was made a real fool. The next day I went to Jerusalem and I hung out at Yad Vashem nearly all day. And when I returned the following day, I discovered that all those three families had got together and they asked me, would I write the sister of the story? the story of the sisters, and would I write it the way I had written Rally and Gita's? It was as simple as that. I was there. We started to get to know each other. Uh, they were better at telling their story, particularly Livy, than Lally was. Lally couldn't string a whole story together if you tried. Livy was. She was much better. Plus, both she and Sibby had made show tapes, videotapes. Now, they were made in Hebrew, so I didn't understand them. But after I got them translated, particularly with Sibi, seeing I couldn't meet her, seeing she'd passed, I then just sat and watched Sibi for two hours with the, the sound off. And I was able to see this incredible woman, this elderly woman, the bravery, the strength of character. Wow, she dominated the room, just sitting in there in the chair, talking to this camera as if it happened to her every day of the week. And bit by bit, the story started to unravel with the show tapes, with Livy and Magda and the families. Uh, and then I came home, and we had to do now WhatsApp videos. Johnny, I can't tell you how incredible it is for me in Melbourne to be talking to this 93, 94, 95-year-old lady holding a, a, a mobile phone and her having no idea really what she's doing, putting it to her ear all too often, putting it on the table and ringing up Magda while I'm still there, and saying, Magda, who wants to know such and such? And then all I hear is Sibby, I mean, Libby say, what do you mean you can't remember? We have a deal. You have to remember what I can't remember, and I'll remember what you can't remember. And that's the kind of banter and beautiful, beautiful relationship I've now found myself connected to. They're just two amazing, amazing women. In the story for them, you start at the beginning of the book, in the prologue, about mm. the promise they made to their father before he passed that they would always stay together. Doesn't matter what happens, they're, they're together. 
And if I don't mind sort of talking about that, I said at the very front of the book, folks, it is the prologue, and it sets up the rest of these girls' lives. Sets it up. They were very young when they made this promise to their father. He sat them down and made them promise they would stay together, they would look after each other, that they were strong as three, more so than they would ever be on their own, not knowing that he would die the next day. Yeah, guys, he died the next day. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. That is the, the promise to Papa, these now 95- and 97-year-old women talk to me about. So they made this promise, They and... Sibby was just, as you said, so headstrong throughout her whole life. The fact that she wanted to be with Livia and Auschwitz, the fact that she looked after, she was the head of the family all the way through Auschwitz, after Auschwitz, when they got to Israel. What did you learn about her from Livia and Magda in the way that they presented themselves after that? Livia was quite um, clear. She would not have survived being taken to Auschwitz on her own. As a 15-year-old girl who was this tiny little thing, they called her Kitten. She was looked after by the other women and girls in the block because she was a small little thing that should never really be there. And if it hadn't been for Sibby, she wouldn't have survived. She told me, told me that in a lot of ways and for the most of the time she was there, she felt like a zombie. She just put one foot in front of the other. But here's the other beautiful part of what can be 
described as the unconditional sibling love, there were times when Sibby was so unwell, so sick that she nearly died, and Lizzie had to step up. And throughout their entire lives, they tell me, as one of them went down, the other one of the other two would bring them up. And that's how it was. You know, when Maggie joined them, and yes, she joined them two and a half years later. And so the story is about the two girls in Auschwitz-Birkenau and Magda at home in Slovakia, sleeping in her own bed with her mother and grandfather until, of course, she was caught. You know, how these girls found each other in, in Auschwitz-Birkenau still staggers me. 100,000 people in that horrific, evil place. Everybody's sectioned off. Everybody's in their own little you know, camp or block, and yet they still found each other. I don't know about you, Johnny, but, you know, that survival of their death march, sometimes I think that should have been a book in itself. Oh. It's incredible, isn't it? It really is. And obviously you had to hear the atrocities. And, you know, as a reader, I cried so many times at certain things that had happened to them. How did you mentally get through writing it? You know, you're a, you're a screenwriter, you can write films and everything. But these are real people that you've got to know and you're hearing their stories and you're, you know, at the end of the day, you're writing a book at the same time. How did you manage mentally to get yourself through that? It's really weird when I'm writing um, stories of the girls, just like I was with Lully. When I'm actually writing it and putting just words onto this computer screen, it's almost like I've disassociated myself from the process and from what I'm writing. They are just words. I'm bang, bang, bang going on the screen. It's not until the next day or the day after that I go, oh, I'll just go and read what I've written in case I need to tweak it or I, I want to play with that. I've then become like you, a blubbering mess. I actually cannot read my own writing. I know that sounds weird. I can write, but when it comes to reading about these incredibly beautiful women, then I get the picture of them. Then, well, I'm lost. You also tell the story of Yishtak towards the end of the book. What happened to him? Because again, this is a the 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 idea of guilt goes around in different ways. You know, I don't want to ruin it for anyone, so I'm I'm skipping a little bit here. But Magda felt a bit of oh, guilt okay. that she didn't join Auschwitz at the same time as Sibi and Livia did. But then Yishtak also had his own guilt, didn't he? It's um, what's coming out about the, the, you're talking about the husbands of the girls, one of them. Yeah, the husbands. Yeah, sometimes I think. Should I have put more in the book about these men, these men that took on these three sisters? Because it was to marry one, you had to marry the other two. That's how incredibly strong these girls were together. Now, Yitzhak wasn't the only one. What came out when I was writing the story and talking to Lippy and Magda was the admission that Magda's husband had been married before, and his family, his wife and two boys had been killed in the Holocaust. I tell you, the same thing had happened also to Mishka, which is Sibi's husband. Their boys did not know that their dad had had a wife and a four-year-old daughter 
who he saw being put on a train in Bratislava and taken to Auschwitz. But that these men married the girls and were the start of this dynasty of beautiful, wonderful people, four generations of them now alive. And hey, guess what? They all gathered together in Israel on the 7th of October. I was meant to be there in Israel, but Israel wouldn't let me into the country and Australia wouldn't let me out of mine. There was a wedding, Pam and Odie's daughter, Livia's granddaughter. Four generations of that family gathered together in this garden, in this stream, a tributary of the Sea of Galilee, and watched as this young couple were wed. That is the legacy of these girls, the continuation of the Mallow family. It's an incredible legacy that they have and what their story and the power of the story. And like I said, it's such an amazing educational tool to, if you want to learn about what happened in Auschwitz through your books of Lale, Gita, Silka, and now the Mellow Girls. What now happens for you? So you've done that. They came to you. Have you got a fourth book now in the work? Look, before I answer that, can I just you know, tell the listeners that where this book takes adds extra stories of Lali and Gita and Silka, because these young girls then made the decision to leave Slovakia and go to Palestine at that pivotal point in history that the nation-state of Israel was being created. And so you now get to hear what it was like at the time that that state was being created through the eyes of young girls and boys, not through the politicians and the UN and, and the other academic and historical books, through the eyes of young girls and boys, survivors of the Holocaust, who went together to the Promised Land. And, and I think that's, to me, one of the more fasc- well, as fascinating aspects of the story. Well, and you've read it. You know of their relationship with the first, first president of Israel. I haven't written the half of what Libby's relationship was with President Wiseman and First Lady Vera Wiseman. And even that relationship uh, in the gardens, the conversations they had, mm. or the lack of conversations they had, but what the silence and the power of, and obviously with David Ben. Gurion as well, that relationship with yeah. Olivia, so powerful, so powerful. You're right, you're, you're, you're so right. It's, an, it's, an, it's a, again, you know, it's the fourth part of the book and such an important part. That was Heather Morris. Her book, Three Girls, is out to buy now, published by Bonnier Books. Please, if you can do one thing for me, please go and buy this book. Please go and buy The Tattooist of Auschwitz. Please buy Silke's Journey. Three books that just give you an insight into what happened during the Holocaust. The atrocities that happened in Auschwitz. This isn't from historians telling you what happened. These are from people who were there. Their experiences. And it is so hard to talk about what had happened then. The nightmares, the scarring mentally, physically, emotionally. And you've got three sisters who had hope, who had faith. Two of them told the story of what happened to the three of them. Please give them the respect and go and buy the book. I cried all the way through it. 
It's a really hard read, but such an important one. Heather spoke about visiting Yad Vashem in Israel. I just want to talk about that for a second as well. Yad Vashem is a Holocaust museum in Israel. And it's like no other. You walk through and it looks like it'll be, you know, half an hour, an hour. From one side of the path to the other. I was there for eight hours. And eight hours wasn't enough. There is so much to see. There's so much to read. There's so many testimonials, evidence that's there. Please do go and visit Yad Vashem. Please do carry on reading about the Holocaust. There are so many places around the world to go and visit. If you can do, go to Poland. Go on a tour of Auschwitz and Auschwitz-Birkenau. Learn what happened there. We can never let the Holocaust happen again. And so it is so important that we equip ourselves and educate ourselves. We've seen the rise in anti-Semitism recently. We can't let that happen. We can't let it happen. I'm going to leave it there. This was a really hard podcast to do. It was a really hard interview to do. But an important one. A really important one that I really hope that you've listened, you've learned, and you've gone and gone onto Amazon and bought Three Girls. But you've been listening to Skinny and Secure with me, Johnny Seifert. If you've learned something, please do go and rate the podcast. Give it a five-star rating. Leave a review. I feel really bad saying it this week because it's not a jolly interview. But I want to spread the word that this book exists. I want to spread the word so that everyone picks up a copy of Heather Morris's Three Girls. You've been listening to Johnny C for Unsecure and Insecure. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, thank you and goodbye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.